T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. 97.5 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. He's got all the insight on what you want to know and maybe some of what you don't want to know. Here's K-State insider Tim Fitzgerald. Hey, Tim, we got you a fancy intro here for Sports Daily. Oh, like hey, it. buddy. That's you ready tone. for game week or what? You ready for my chance? Yes. Jad, you got the mute no, button the ready? The will call. Yeah, the FCC okay. will call. Uh, Tim, here we go. Uh, big test passed with flying colors. I guess off the top, is Tulane a bigger test than Mizzou? Because That's been an interesting topic, and we've come to the conclusion based on what we saw from Mizzou. Yeah, because Tulane will be Yeah, well I think coached, so, too. He wasn't. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, K State, K State's two touchdown favorites here, um, which feels fine to me. If you want to, if you want to take K State there from a betting perspective, I see all this stuff, and I, I still don't think nationally, everybody's caught up to how special this defense could be, and it's it, we're seeing it reflected in these numbers and everything else. I, you know, a top tier defense, but I don't, I don't think they're getting credit for that yet. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think people around the country are so focused on Deuce Vaughn and Adrian Martinez on the offensive side, they haven't really noticed that K State has really high quality players on the defensive side too. Now, around the conference, they have because these the media types voted them, you know, all Big Twelve players, including Felix was, you know defensive player of the year preseason. So originally it's known, but nationally the voters don't quite understand that this just isn't a Deuce Vaughn team. The success isn't driven by Deuce Vaughn. In fact, I would say this year the strength of the team is the defense more than the offense, which I think says an awful lot. Tim, speaking of that defense, they were able to get four interceptions against Missouri, picking up Brady Cook two times in that game. Uh, Definitely we know that they're able to you know, have great, uh, great results in the secondary, being able to, to get those interceptions. But overall scheme wise, moving forward against Tulane and then into Big 12 play, is that uh, something that you think we'll see a lot more of as we go through the season? Like it, this is going to be a team that is going to look to pick off the quarterback a ton? Uh, well, you know, I think we have to recognize that probably some of the struggles throwing the ball was weather related because K-State, uh, also struggled to throw it. They didn't throw any interceptions, but 
<clears throat> they did kind of opt out of passing the ball once it got really wet out there, and Missouri had to because they were so far behind. But I think also the fact that K-State can pressure the quarterback with really not just uh, physical pass rushers, but ones that can also pursue and keep you on the run, I think will force a lot of mistakes and take the pressure off the back end of the defense, too, to be perfect. Uh, I, I think uh, K-State's defense has got a little bit of everything that will you know, be able to stop the run. They get you in third and long, you're in big trouble because they're going to come after you. Yeah, it's it, – I, I don't know. I'll be honest. I don't really know anything about Tulane. Um, we expect good weather this week. I don't know if this is a good test for Adrian Martinez. He hasn't been accurate. You know, in the first game, they didn't really need him to be. In the second game, there's weather. Like, what? when are we going to – is this the week now that we get a better gauge of it, or have we had a good gauge of it and we just don't want to admit it? No, I, I think they've intentionally uh, held back offense. And Chris Kleiman said it. They haven't shown much of what they can actually do. And I think if they throw the ball more this week, it, it won't be revealing too much of what they've got in their game plans for upcoming Big 12 games, including a couple weeks from now at Oklahoma. So I, I think they probably will throw the ball a little bit more. But if it gets way ahead, they're going to go to traditional football. They're going to start running the ball, running the clock, and trying not to turn it over and trying not to give you the ball back. And, and you know, that's the way Chris Kleiman and, and Colin Klein are – or wanting to pair the offense with the defense. We see so many offenses around the country that are just go, go, go. And then in the process, they put their defense in peril because they never give them proper time to rest, and you end up in all these shootouts. Uh, K-State doesn't want to do that. They want to be able to go fast and go slow and, and you know kind of manage the game. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think Tulane, as we started with, it will be a much better test for Kansas State. I, you know, they – they are 2-0. They haven't played anybody, but, uh, you know, they played a really easy schedule so far, UMass and Alcorn State. But, you know, we know at K-State, if you schedule those games and you win those games, you can build a lot of confidence and rhythm to your team, and maybe that will carry over to this game. But uh, Michael Pratt, their quarterback, gave OU a lot of problems last year. He's a really effective run-pass guy, and uh, he's going to be a handful for K-State. This will be a good game. I'm I think the spread's not appropriate. You know, it opened at 20 and a half and has gone down. I think it's at, I've seen 13 and a half now. So it's dropped quite a bit. Uh, and I think this is a more realistic spread on the game than 20, 21 points. Tim, you mentioned a couple of moments ago that uh, this team is more than Deuce Vaughn, which is absolutely the case, but he has looked outstanding in the first two weeks. And I feel like I, I could probably just record myself asking or saying like, hey, Deuce Vaughn is a great running back and then just replay it every week. Uh, but what what are we seeing moving forward? I mean, obviously he's a key focal point of the offense for Colin Klein. Um, you know, the conditions warranted a little bit over the weekend against Mizzou for, for Deuce to run the ball a lot. But definitely we can see his usage continuing to be strong in games. Uh, nothing to me indicates that that's going to change moving forward. No, and as long as he stays healthy, they're going to be in really good shape at running back. And um, you know, and we really haven't seen too much of the run pass option, the RPO process between Deuce and Adrian, and that I think will be a significant part of what they do because Adrian's a dangerous runner too, and you get him in the open field, he's extremely fast. So uh, you know, I think uh, those two just toying with defenses is going to be entertaining to watch in itself because. You've got to come up and address the run. You can't ignore the run. You can't sit back in zone. 
uh, because Deuce will get you. And once you do that, does that open up the passing so much that Adrian can do a simple play fake, hand it off to Deuce, but not put it in his belly and drop back and have a pretty open field to scan? Uh, I am really anxious to see more of this offense, and I think it'll probably not happen until next week in OU. Do you think there before? Because I want to ask you about the Nebraska job and all the rumors for both schools here in Kansas. Do you think that K State can still want to and afford to keep some things in the holster before they get to Oklahoma? Is that something the staff wants to do here? Oh, absolutely. Um, they won't do it to the point of you know possibly losing, but they will be cautious with it and not show too much. I know they've got a vastly revamped offense, and we haven't seen a vastly revamped set of plays so far this year. Um, and, you know, you ask about passing game, whether it's coaches or players, there's just a real quiet confidence about what they have cooking in the passing game that they haven't even come close to putting on the field by choice. That was by choice. If, even if they're going to throw the ball, they're going to keep it pretty simple. So, um, you know, I, I've i heard this through my career a lot. Well, you see what we got, and then you never really see it. So I, I do need to see something here pretty soon, but I don't expect, unless it's a competitive game on Saturday into the fourth quarter, that we'll see very much revealing of what this offense might look like as it goes through the Big 12 schedule. Talking to Tim Fitzgerald at GoPowerCat.com. Some K-State talk as we get ready for the Wildcats in Tulane this weekend. One more question that I have for you, Tim, about the game against Missouri. Uh, special teams looked phenomenal, and th- there were definitely big plays that happened uh, from the special teams unit. How impressed with you? Uh, how impressed were you with the way that the special teams unit played? Yeah, to get you know special teams touchdowns in the first two games. I don't expect that against Tulane. Again, Willie Fritz, you know Kansas native. He's a heck of a football coach. He, he doesn't miss these details. Tulane's known for being pretty good in special teams. Missouri looked like a poorly coached team because you can always tell when they don't really spend much time on special teams. And the fact that they came out of the lightning delay and ran one play that was basically a quarterback draw, surrender so we could punt, uh, and then you punt it to, to one of the more dynamic punt returners in the country in Phillip Brooks. And um, the first guy misses, Phil did a great job of getting that guy to miss, and the rest was done by the blocking. It was just a wall of, of blockers, and you know, I, I was just astonished at how poorly covered that was by Missouri and how easy it was for Phil once he got to the outside to turn it upfield and score. Tim, let's switch gears a little bit. I, I want to talk about Nebraska. Um, it's an interesting I, – I don't think Chris Kleiman's going to end up having anything to do with this job because if things go well yeah. for him, he'll have much bigger opportunities than Nebraska. Is that the sense you get as he's been rumored there? Is Chris Kleiman – is there any yeah. connection possible for those for those two? Well, there might be interest at some level, you know, on Kleiman or Leipold. Um I, I think both guys are focused on the task at hand. I don't, I don't see them unless it's just an obnoxious offer you can't refuse. And Nebraska has proven that you can either be successful or so bad they'll pay you extra. Um, and you know that seems like a good situation if you're just thinking about the future of your family. But I, I think Chris Kleiman is so competitive. He's finally got things moving in the right direction, um, and. You know, it looks like the program's getting over the hump and he could build something really special here. 
there's something to be said about a coach that can go somewhere and build something that is theirs, even though he's on the heels of Bill Snyder. I think we recognize if he built it back up again, it would belong to him. And at Nebraska, you're just kind of the keeper of the flame. And even if that flame has been extinguished, you're expected to compete at the highest level possible. I think Nebraska is going to have real problems finding candidates because of the expectations of the fan base are so out of whack. And they're so out of place in recruiting with the Big Ten that it's making it difficult for them to get the kind of players you need. So I, I, I wish them luck, but my theory is if they can win five more games this season, they'll just promote Mickey Joseph and call it good. Because I think they'll be humiliated in some ways in the hiring process. And let me tell you guys, as a lifelong Kansas person, it's called Kansas and Kansas State, I can't envision a world in which the Nebraska fan base would allow their AD to hire a coach from KU or K-State to save their ass in football. Uh, their egos well, are just too big. They get caught up in that, that stuff. But I think what gets interesting as it pertains to Leipold is, I mean, it sounds like he definitely has interest. For It, just, it, it feels that way based on sort of what he said earlier in the week and what other people are saying. But the big question is, will Nebraska ultimately go there? But if they start getting denied, what are they going to do? I mean, I mean, you know, for the fan bases, the national writers already made that connection. So maybe that makes it an easier sell. But I'm with you in that I don't think anybody outside of like Urban Meyer, as far as a big name, would touch this job right now. Yeah. And actually, I think that's their best play. Their best play is to go get someone that is out of coaching right now. Um, kind of like what Tech did, even though he was in coaching, it was on the full-time staff at Baylor. So, you know, McGuire moved across the Texas Tech before the game, the season was over, and he had, you know, some title in the athletic department, but he was around the players. He was involved in recruiting. He, You know, I think that's their better move right now is to find someone, a Stoops or a Meyer or um, Chris Peterson is a name we floated, the former mm-hmm. <clears throat> Boise and Washington coach that can come in before the end of the season to acclimate to the players and the program and be around the players because that's important now with the transfer portal. I mean, if you already know your coaches for next year, um, even when the season's still going this year, you're probably more likely to stay. And I I think that'd be a really strong move by them is to get someone involved in the process right now uh, so that they can have an impact on recruiting and and retention of players. I'll ask you this as you know, our K-State insider, and, and obviously K-State has your interest, but I would imagine, even as, a, even as somebody who follows and loves K-State, to see Kansas appear to be turning this around, is this going to be so much better, right? Like, this will be so much better mm-hmm. if they become relevant again, even for K-State fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And I, I said it from the hiring that Lance Leipold is different than anyone else that hired. He's the real deal. He's a football coach through and through. He's not a flash in the pan. He's not an upcoming star you're taking a chance on. He, he's not uh, an old guy who's ridden the coattails of other people to fame and fortune, Charlie Weiss. Um, and I think he's the real deal. Uh, retention of him will be an issue. I, I know it will be. But also, he's built a little differently this this is kind of what he signed up for. You don't go to Kansas and not realize that you're taking on a major reconstruction project and he didn't flinch about it one bit. So I think this is a great hire. If they can hang on to him, I'm going to be very intrigued to see what they do at Houston. 
this is going to be a significant test, but also a winnable test for them again, as uh, you know they kind of move into a little bit tougher schedule to start the year than what they normally have had, and they're handling it. Um, so if they continue to win, um, it's going to make things very interesting. And you're right, it, it'll be a lot better if we come to that last game of the season, which is KUK State on that Thanksgiving weekend after Thanksgiving. Um, if KU's got five wins and need the six win to be bowl eligible, having some stakes in, in that game uh, would be very fun. And it'd be, it just hasn't happened in a long time. It even seems like when Kansas was good was during the Ron Prince era when K-State just wasn't that good. So uh, it'll be fun to have them up and running a little bit. He's the right guy. He's absolutely the right guy. Help both schools in recruiting, too. Get some recruits on campus for that. All right, before we let you go, Tim, mm-hmm. Tulane, it is a 2 o'clock kick. It's an ESPN Plus game. Prediction from Tim Fitzgerald is what? Well, I think the two touchdowns is a pretty pretty fair assessment uh, that the, the line is settled in at, um, and I'll take K-State on that. I, I think uh, it'll be a game, again, where K-State will get it in the fourth quarter and, and open it up a little bit because that running game, and those big guys just leaning on you will wear this two-line defense down because it's, it's a good defense, but it's not the size and the depth you need at the Big 12 level. All right. Tim Fitzgerald, go PowerCat.com. Check out all the work there. Tim joins us every Thursday to get us the latest and caught up on K-State. Always appreciate it, man. Thank you, boys. Good to talk to you. Let's do it again next week. All right. We'll take a quick break. Tom Brady, a little trouble at home. Tom, Tommy and I, uh, we're married men. We understand this a little bit. Kind of can relate. Maybe the first time in my life I can relate to Tom Brady, right? Am I right? We'll talk about it next. Get back to the sports talk. All right, let's do this thing. Go! Sports Daily is on KFH. Welcome back, everybody. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Caster, Sports Daily. Jet Chambers producing for us. 869-1240 is the number to call. Uh, Tommy, Tom, the goat, feeling it at home. This is what yeah. I think a lot of people suspected, and now there's an interview with Giselle, and, and you know, basically she didn't love that he unretired and, and mm-hmm. took a step away from the family again to go play football. We joked when he unretired that he had about a week at home, and he was like, all right, that's enough. I need to go back to work. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, this sucks. I, I, I hate that this story is – out there but when you're the goat and you married a supermodel and all of those things i suppose it comes with the territory um we can have some fun with this situation because we can probably most of us who you know on both sides of a marriage deal with this kind of thing it it it, you just wonder you know if this bleeds out and becomes any sort of distraction you don't think so with tom brady he's the ultimate you know laser focused brain that's ever played in the nfl perhaps but Interesting story in the in the saga, the drama that is this season for Tom Brady. Yeah, I have to be very, very careful with what I say here in the next few minutes because I know for a fact my wife is listening to this segment 
because mm-hmm. if it's about Tom and Giselle, like she's in, uh, but I've got to get, I've actually got to give her some credit and I'm, you know, she's listening. So I want her to know this. I didn't really realize that there was this home drama until she told me, like I've been following the games and the storylines and the narratives. And she's like, Hey honey, there's, there's trouble with Tom and Giselle. And I'm like, no, there's not. It's fine. Like whatever. Um, and, and now she comes out in this L magazine interview saying that she's got concerns about him playing and you know, it's, it's a legit thing. Uh, we were wondering, and I remember you and I talking about it when he was absent from, from training camp, like, is there something going on that, you know, and clearly there was that we, we didn't know about why he was away from the team for so long. Um, and you have to wonder how long is this going to be a a narrative, a storyline that goes through the entire season or not? I think it will. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because we suspected it. And I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but the interview came a long time ago, right? And yeah, before the time away from the team at training camp and all of these things. And Tom Brady's famous. I'm 45 years old. I've got you know s going on in my. You know, we get it. Like we can all relate to this. It, it's as much as we've ever been able to relate to Tom Brady, man, we all get it. It's hard to balance work and home and kids and all of it. And yeah, if if we said we're going to work less and then immediately turned around and worked more, our wives would all be pissed, right? Like that that sure. It's just Tom Brady dealing with with life, man, and he's he is. He's 45, his kids are getting older, it gets hard. And it makes me a little surprised he came back. You know, when I always wondered, like, what brought him back? I was surprised he retired in the first place. It didn't seem like it was the right time because he's, he, in my opinion, he should have been the MVP last year. Led the league in yardage, passing, touchdowns, all that stuff. And he's still playing at such a high level. It's it's not going to be... And, and this is what I feel like now after, after you sort of soak all this in after the end retirement. It's not going to be that Tom Brady can't cut it anymore that that ultimately decides his retirement. Because what is there that tells us he could not play this game at a high level for another three years? Like, we haven't seen anything that tells us he's slowed down at all, mentally or physically. You're right. What I don't like about this entire scenario is... He came out uh, in his podcast earlier this week and talked about how he hasn't had a Christmas in two decades. He hasn't had a Thanksgiving in two decades. He's missed birthdays. He's missed funerals, things like that. And, 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 you know, he says, I don't know how much longer, you know, somebody can do that. Well, it's your decision, man. Like you came back, you know, like something is inside of you that's clicking to where, you you can't walk away. It's almost it's it's almost an addiction. It might actually be an addiction. I mean, I remember Tom Brady being interviewed one time, and somebody asked him which Super Bowl ring was his favorite, and his answer was the next one. And that's yeah. that goat mentality. That's the continuing on, not stopping, never wanting to to give in. But then he goes on a podcast and and he's talking about oh, I've missed this and I missed that. It's your decision. You're you're the one that is ultimately in charge of that, and I'm not sure if he's wanting. I don't know if it's he wants people to feel sorry for him, or I don't know. But in in that same moment, it's like you're you're making the call. Walk away. Yeah, but I get it. 
I get making the call and then feeling like you made the wrong call or it was the wrong timing. I, I think he deserves that opportunity. Now, he also deserves the scorn of his wife if that's, you know, if that's going to be in play here, too. <laughs> it's a tough balance. It is like you got to make that call. And, and he and he tried and it was weird how it happened. And he, you know, he didn't seem fully invested in saying, you know, I'm done. Um, and then he, and then he went back and, and I get it. I, I, t- I do like I, I got three or more jobs and three kids and we're all working and I totally get it. And I get the, you know, the pull and the desire to do more and, you know, be more successful and as successful as you can be. And it is tough to sit there and look at that and think, OK, now that's enough. And sometimes you do that and you're wrong. And, and I think that's what's happening here. And it's, again, it's Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. It's going to happen and, and come out and play out publicly. It just is. So we're all along for the ride, whether we want to be or not. And it will be a really interesting thing to watch this year. Now that publicly we know that it's, you know, trouble at home to some degree. That is, is why this has been a little strange. Does that affect him on the field one weekend? I thought he looked fine against the Cowboys. I, you know, and and they're dealing with a lot in Tampa, like a whole lot. They they're down. I think it's either four or five offensive linemen there, right? They so they've got that, and they have you know injuries all over the wide receiving core, and all of these things, and a coaching change that they're dealing with. We we will look if Tampa ultimately has the same level of success they've had or more, you know, if they if they were to get back to a Super Bowl win, anything like that, we're going to look at this and, and again, just think nobody's ever going to touch this career in all the different layers and pieces to it and different players that have come through and now two different teams and now three different coaches and all the offensive coordinators. It, I mean, it's it will be... I'll be stunned, but at the same time, it'll be like, yeah, I guess I guess we shouldn't be that surprised that Tampa was still the best team in the NFC. And the reality is if Tom Brady wasn't there, not even close. I mean, he's still that good at 45 years old dealing with everything he deals with and all the all the stuff he's got going on. It's unreal. Yeah, I, I had one of the uh, the, the sports uh, TV shows on uh, this morning before we came on the air, and, and they were going down the, the Buccaneers injury report for this week. And I don't know who it was. I was halfway paying attention, but I caught the line of somebody saying, it looks like the Oregon Trail. Like, remember that game, the computer game? Like, it looks like, you know, this person died of dysentery, and this person, you know, has, uh, you know, chicken pox. And, and that's what the, the injury report looked like uh, with everybody on the offensive line banged up. And I know he's got some wide receivers that – are injured too. I, you know, and, and you look back to the way the offseason played out, and you're you're absolutely correct. The retirement was odd. The way it was reported by Adam Schefter was strange. And then everything that's come to light since then with the tampering with the Dolphins and potentially Brady being a part owner and player and Sean Payton joining him in Miami. Ultimately, he goes back to Tampa Bay when the lawsuit from Brian Flores was filed. And then right after he goes back to Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians goes away. I mean, there's a lot that has happened from the end of the season, you know, in into the offseason and and beyond. And I think that what, one thing that stands out to me that is going to be very, very interesting with Tom Brady is once I, I, my gut tells me this is it. Like, 
he's he's done. Like regardless of if there's a Super Bowl appearance for him this year or not, I think that if he uh, clearly if he wants to save his marriage, like this is probably this is probably it. But what's going to be really interesting, in my opinion, is that transition into the TV booth because. How in the world, if you're Tom Brady, you have to think from that mentality. If you're Tom Brady and you're going, he's already talked about missing all of these holidays. He's going to continue to do that by being on TV week in and week out on Fox. And then he goes to these different games. Potentially, he's going to sit there and watch quarterbacks that he knows in his mind he's better than at the age of 46, 47. Like he could still get it done, but he's going to be in the booth. I I think that's going to be an insane struggle for Tom Brady when he actually transitions away from playing football. You look at Tony Romo, he had a great transition into the broadcast booth because I think he knew he had the knowledge, but he was done playing. I'm not sure that's going to be the case for Tom Brady. That'll be really interesting to watch. Well, they had, you know, he has that opportunity already lined up for himself, right? So Tom Brady can go to Fox and make, I don't even remember what the number is, but it's absurd. How much but it's money not the Fox money, right? I mean, he's going to sit there and watch and be I, like, I, I can absolutely outplay these guys right now. I can go down there, I can suit up, and I can I can win right now. But there's an element to that, and we saw it with Tony Romo, because when Tony Romo made the decision, he could have still played, right? Like, they, I, I don't think there's much doubt about that. And But I think what Tony Romo has done and what we see some guys do with this is if you know if you embrace the work it takes to do that clearly not as much as it does to be an NFL quarterback but you can still you know the challenge of that to be the best i think can still provide that i now you know i've always selfishly said i don't want tom brady to ever retire because i just want to see how long he can go but man now now that you see that element of it, it you kind of feel a little selfish in that way um, and, and, and I do, and I don't, this isn't trying to get overly dramatic about this at all. Um, it's certainly not where I thought we'd take this segment, but like, I do think that sometimes we don't think about with athletes, how much of a commitment it takes for them to entertain us, you know, like not just physically, but the toll it takes on these guys, family and the travel and all of the things involved. And I do have sympathy for that. And while I want to see Tom Brady play forever, I also don't want to know that he's, you know, that his family's not doing great because of it. So I don't know, man. It, it is a drama-filled topic that will will sort of hang this season, and who knows where it goes? Is he you so know, he left, you know, training camp for a while and came back? It's all it's all uncomfortable, I guess. So let let me ask you this: Do you think that there is any kind of scenario out there where we maybe don't even see Brady finish the season? Or do you think he, no. with what's going on with, with him and Giselle, that's separate, he's committed for this entire year? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I, I, I can't imagine outside of some type of injury that that, that would be in the mix here. It, it's just – it's a little strange that this interview even happened. Um, I, I feel like with as much as those two have been in the spotlight for most of their lives – these types of things are almost certainly all well calculated. Um, so I'm not sure. I don't. I I would imagine that it may not be as bad as it appears. And I also would imagine that these two, who have been at the top of their game their entire lives, do anything by accident when it comes to 
the media or anything like that. I think that there's an element of that to this too, which is interesting to me. And I and I don't, you know, it, it just seems like people that much in the public eye, they don't want any more of their lives in the public, I don't think. So it's a little strange for that reason too. And maybe it was reactionary a long time ago. I don't know. Because uh, this hey, is an interview from a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, th- this is according to CNN of all outlets. Uh, the two are currently living separately is what sources are telling well, they live CNN. live in different cities, don't they? Like he's – well, I don't true. think his family is all down in Tampa. Maybe it is. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'll defer to probably your wife for the details of the you know, reality <laughs> I'll get an television update from portion her. of yeah. this conversation. Yeah, I don't, I don't she know. She can be our correspondent uh, on that. How about that? Uh, my wife makes fun of me sometimes because I'm proud of this, but I am proud of this. I don't watch any reality TV, like zero. I think the only reality TV show I've ever watched was Joe Schmo, which was a fake Great reality show. show. Great show. That was somehow tied to like the Chappelle show. So I so I got into it, which was, was basically a reality show where everyone was actors except one guy. Yeah. And it yep. was like even that, which was a great show, was so uncomfortable to me. And I, I hate reality. So like the drama of this, this this topic for me, I'd rather just pretend like it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> and and focus on on football, but of course it doesn't. It's Tom Brady and it's Giselle, so it's gonna be in the center of the spotlight forever, uh, the rest of this season. Uh, and just one more thing to consider when we consider how great Tom Brady has been as a football player over his career. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll reset a little bit. Final thoughts on Chiefs Chargers. Um, remind everybody how they can hang with Tommy and I tonight. We're really looking forward to that. We'll do that as we get you ready for a big, big night of football in the NFL in Chiefs Kingdom. Man, cannot wait. We'll be back. Sports Daily returns after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
Welcome back, everybody. We are getting closer and closer to what I would say is the biggest NFL game of the early season. Chiefs, Chargers at Arrowhead, short week, two teams that have their eyes on a Super Bowl uh, in a divisional race that we suspect will come down to the wire. Both teams did a lot of good things in the week one opener. Both teams a little banged up on the short week coming in. All right, let's uh, make some final looks at this and, and predictions on what we think might happen. We'll we'll play a little game here, Tommy. We'll go. We'll say Chiefs win if Chiefs lose if. I'll go first, and I'll start with Chiefs win if. And there's a lot of reasons they could win. This is just something that you know. If we see this happen, we think that that they'll be able to get things done. Chiefs win if. They rush collectively for more than 120 yards in this game. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I will say the Chiefs win if Patrick Mahomes is able to beat the pass rush, if the offensive line is able to hold consistently in this game, the Chiefs will win. So no sacks or pressure? What is there like a tangible piece of that? Oh, you've got, I've got to do a tangible. I thought it was just a, well, no, I mean, not, no, I'm just asking because I thought about this and it kind of goes into my chiefs lose. If sure. chiefs lose, if Patrick Mahomes is sacked more than three times. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I, I would, I would agree with that. If Patrick Mahomes gets sacked more than three times, if the offensive line doesn't hold the chiefs uh, will, I guess we'll lose. That's different. We're talking about if they'll win. Right. Right. That's what I was asking. Yeah. I, I'm not I think very good at playing said, games. Well, no, I think what you said was right on. I just, I don't, okay. I didn't know if you meant like if he's getting sacked or if he's just getting constant pressure or if there was some piece of that, like some evaluator. It is the elephant in the room. I mean, San Diego's, San Diego's, the Chargers pass rush <laughs> is going to be, I think, the reason if they're able to finally take the steps so many people have had them taking over the years that they haven't been able to make. A big part of that is going to be because of that pass rush. We saw it against the Raiders in the opener, right? Like, that was a major and massive factor in the game. And we also know, over the history of this league, if you can get pressure on the opposing quarterback, you can find success. Now, there are exceptions to that. Joe Burrow's offensive line was garbage, and he got decimated last year late in the season for the Bengals, and they were still finding ways to win. But traditionally... A great pass rush neutralizes a great pass game. And I do think that is, you know, one of the things to watch for. Absolutely. What's your Chiefs lose if? What is something, you know, that they have to accomplish to make sure that they have a chance to win this game? Yeah, so I go back to what I said at the top of the show, and, and I'm going back to Mike Williams. They don't have Keenan Allen if Mike Williams can have an effective game and Justin Herbert is able to find him consistently, let's say if Mike Williams catches a hundred, uh, has a hundred receiving yards or more in this game, the chiefs will lose. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one because I, I, you know, Mike Williams is an interesting player, right? He's, he's a guy that is kind of boomer bust a little bit. The chargers took him earlier than some people suspected. He's been there a lot of boom certainly- against Kansas city. There's a certainly times where you see it and you're like, oh, that's why they took him so early. But he has a hard time staying on the field. And that will be interesting. Who matches up on him? I I don't know. I do, by the way. I think Josh Palmer is a good player. I think he's sneaky in this game on the other side. It could be a shootout. Look, all these things could happen and it still be a shootout. And who knows? That's why I think this game is so much fun. Because there is an 
a very unpredictable nature to it because both teams are both good offensively and we think good defensively at the same time. So literally everything is in play, right? Like you could you could make the easy case that the Chiefs offense, the Chiefs defense, the Chargers offense or the Chargers defense will be the reason XYZ happens in this game. And I'm not saying something totally obvious, right? Like when you look across the league and let's just pick a game out of a hat, Bengals, Cowboys. Like, I don't think there's going to be a scenario where the Cowboys offense, right, is like the factor in that game. So you have two teams with with what is expected to be good units on both sides of the ball that showed us good units in week one. So anything's on the table. Like, there could be any part of this where you're like, yeah, I could see that. That's why I think this game is so much fun to look at. Yeah, I, I don't want to tip your hand because I know that you're going to be dropping these bets uh, in the BetQL app a couple of hours before the game tonight. Do you do you like that spread at four and a half? Like, I know you got in on it, but right now, as I loved it, stands, it at three. I loved okay. it at three, which is where I took it. And I and I that's my biggest investment of the of the week is Chiefs minus three minus four and a half. I would probably steer clear minus four. Still takes the field goal away at the end of the game as a fact. I, I, no, I, I don't think that's the part that I would go for. Now, I think at this point now, I would I would not. I, I'd be looking at this game from like player props or, you know, teasing that out a little bit. And we will. By the way, a reminder, as Tommy just mentioned, BetQL app, download it if you don't have it. It's so Odyssey has it. You don't you don't place bets in this app. It just sort of gives you tons of great information about betting and even if you don't like to bet it'll be a chance to hang with Tommy and I because we're going to be just sort of chatting up the game having fun in that tonight uh, across the country so so join us for that if you know if you're a fan of this show if you're a fan of the Chiefs uh, we'll have some fun in there be a fun way too, Tommy to see like what are people all over the country thinking about with these two teams we're clearly higher on the Chiefs I would think than most people across the country because we follow them every single day. Well, what what do other people think? What does somebody in Pittsburgh right think of think of the Chiefs or uh, or the Chargers for that matter or the AFC West? So we're looking forward to that. All you gotta do is bet. Download the BetQL app. It's free. Uh, and on the bottom right, there's a little chat room, and you can see yeah. uh, the watch party hosted by Sports Daily on KFH. I I only have one question about this chat room that you and I are going to be a part of the watch party tonight. Will you be dropping dad jokes in the chat? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to start dropping them during this show because I, I'm not sure you and Jad appreciate them enough. So um, <laughs> as a as a dad, you know, when, when you don't get the reaction on a dad joke, you know what that means. You just keep more telling dad more dad jokes. Yeah. Um, you just you just keep pouring it on. So I probably not. I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think because I think it's going to be a blast and we're going to be having so much fun with people. I, I think we'll just be along for the ride like everybody else. So that'll happen later tonight, a couple hours before the game. We'll let you know what our bets are. Uh, by the way, Chiefs, Chargers, we got you covered here on our family of stations. KNSS is the Chiefs radio network call. As always, pregame starts at 6. And then you've got the national call right here on KFH. And that one starts that pregame at 6.30. Of course, it's an Amazon Prime game. Just tune in to the radio. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.